Good morning and welcome to Embracing Homemaking. I am your host, Leah Coleman. I live in um, South Dakota and out on an acreage and uh, I love it. It's a lot of work. It's been a lot of learning. Um, and so I am here to encourage all of us women as we embrace the art of homemaking, no matter where we live, no matter what season of life we're in um, or what you know, status we are, married, single, empty nester, whatever it is, um, I'm here to just encourage us to embrace homemaking through the lessons I've learned and the tips I've learned. Um, and this podcast season is embracing good food. And today I want to continue the conversation, give you some places to look for more information on what good food does for us and what bad food does for us. Um, I love watching documentaries on nutrition and food. And so I'm going to share a few of the ones that I have watched. Um, I do not have Netflix. So I know that there are some um, really good documentaries on Netflix as well that I don't get because I don't have Netflix. And if you have Amazon Prime, which is what I have um, and where I believe all of the ones I'm going to talk about are at, um, you know, maybe find a friend who has Amazon Prime if you don't have that. And if you have Netflix and want to watch the ones I have watched, maybe find a friend with Amazon Prime. Um, I know my friend also, they watch, her and her husband watch documentaries on food and nutrition. And she has talked about a couple different ones um, that I want to watch. At the moment, I can't remember what they are. But I first want to talk about, um, I am going to give you a recipe also, but first I want to talk about one of the very first food documentaries I watched. Um, I believe it was called Super Size Me about a man who decided to, for I believe it was a month, um, he decided to only eat fast food. I'm not going to say which restaurant it was. Um, and normally he's a very healthy eater. And so he just decided that he wanted to experiment, which I wouldn't recommend. Um, he went through and saw his doctors and they took all his, you know, um, vitals and whatever they are. I'm not a doctor, so I don't know the lingo, but they took all of his, you know, measurements and weight and cholesterol and all of that information down. They didn't even really recommend doing this experiment, but he was just determined that he wanted to see what would happen if he consumed fast food only for a month. And so breakfast, lunch, supper, fast food. And that one I believe was called Super Size Me. Um, it was, well, I found it fascinating because you will never look at fast food in the same way. I can honestly say I was not surprised that he felt so crappy eating that food because I have noticed when I have eaten um, fast food and I barely eat it like maybe twice a year now. Um, but a few years ago, I noticed um, Jason and I, he was trucking for a friend and him and I and Ty were all together in the truck and we decided to stop at this fast food restaurant for lunch. Um, and we ate it and I started to feel nauseous, like in my sinuses started to feel weird. And I was like, well, that's really interesting. And then a couple weeks later, I think it was, we ate again at that same restaurant 
And I just wanted to see if that was actually what caused me to feel kind of sick. And it was. Um, so after you watch Supersize Me, you will probably never see fast food again, especially if you are on the journey of feeding your body nutritious food. If you don't care and you just like the flavor of it and it doesn't even make you feel sick, you might not be as motivated to change your diet. But if you're, if you're like me and you're trying to figure out what's making you have headaches or feel nauseous or muscles are getting tight or back aches or whatever, then this will be very, very fascinating to you and eye-opening and probably will make you change your diet. Um, now, when we, when our older three kids, our older three kids are ages 17 and a half, 16 and 14, and then we have Ty who is seven. So the older three obviously have a whole, kind of a whole life, quote unquote, um, before Ty came along. Ty was born after we moved from Denver here to South Dakota. And that was really when I started to um, um, look into what the food was doing to us. And so a lot of that had to do with Ty because, um, well, Bailey too, I talked about her with her um, food allergies in the last episode, but a lot had to do with Ty because his skin was so, so, so bad. And we learned that, you know, it might be part of his diet. It, and it, we noticed that when he would eat sugary items, even a cookie at a young age, he would just be crazy cranky. His moods were terrible. Um, he was naughtier when he had had too much sugar and we weren't even, you know, we didn't have a ton, a ton of sugar. Um, and so that really, really kickstarted me into, okay, what's with our diet. And then that really clicked with my brain of, okay, if this is doing this to tie, what is it doing to the rest of us? And how would that affect my health? And so um, when the other three were little and we lived in Denver, we ate fast food more often because it was just down the street. Um, Jason was gone with traveling. And so it was just a quick break for me to not have to cook a meal while he was gone. Um, and so Ty actually has had very, very little fast food. In fact, he didn't even know what a Happy Meal was. Um, I think I he might've been five when he didn't even know what a happy meal was. And I was like, yes, I have succeeded. <laughs> um, that he doesn't know what a happy meal is. Um, and so I would say we don't eat fast food. We just, we just don't. We, Jason takes the kids, um, every December as a, just kind of a kid daddy time. Um, he takes them to go Christmas shopping for me and then they go out to fast food. And then um, if Jason is with the kids and I haven't packed a meal, then they might get fast food. But I wouldn't even say 10 times a year we eat fast food. So that movie will be fascinating. Even if you feel awesome when you eat fast food and you love it, just go watch this documentary. It is amazingly crazy, fascinating, disgusting, all wrapped into one movie. So that is one documentary. That was my first one I watched. And I was like, we are never eating fast food again. I, I can't even handle it. Um, when we went 
for Black Friday shopping in town. Um, again, we stopped at Taco Bell, or not Taco Bell. Ooh, that's not the right one. Taco John's. Jason loves six pack and a pound. And I brought my own snack. I ate maybe two or three potato Olays. I didn't eat the gross cheese sauce. Um, that was just kind of a treat. Gets the tacos. Um, yeah, I just, I can't handle it. So go watch that film. Another documentary that was super fascinating to me, very informative, um, very eye-opening on how much sugar we as Americans consume is astronomical. It is, wow. Um, it's in everything. Um, that movie documentary on Prime is called That Sugar Film go watch it. You will see sugar in a completely different way. You will see your food in a different way. Um, you will, I, I'm just so intrigued on how, um, how much sugar we consume and what it's in and why is it in there? Well, it's to make it taste better. Um, and so that one is another good resource to go watch. In fact, I watched it and then I had Jason watch it with me. He couldn't believe it. He was like, we're done with sugar. Are we perfect with it? Absolutely not. Um, we should probably rewatch it just to get re, um, motivated to really watch our sugar intake. Although we are pretty darn careful. Like I said, last episode, we stay away from a high fructose corn syrup items, um, which is a <clears throat> form of sugar. Um, it's not good for you at all. I remember in one documentary, I don't remember who it was, that sugar film or a different documentary, um, a doctor said that if he could get rid of one item off of our, um, I don't want to say menu, but off, off of our ingredients, it would be high fructose corn syrup. That's how bad it is. Um, anyway, so that sugar film is an amazing documentary to watch. Um, and there have been many other ones that I have watched, but those two are probably my favorite. Um, just because like the fast food one, that's just such an easy place to go to when you're tired, when you forgot to pull the meat out of the freezer, when you've had a bad day or you're off of work and you're just going to zip through the drive-through. It's so easy to go through a drive-thru and get a food-like substance instead of actual good food for you. Um, so that one is just fascinating to find out what this fast food stuff is actually all about. And then that sugar film, yeah, you will be... Because this guy, um, it's been a while since I watched it, so I, I don't know that he is vegetarian, but he is a very healthy, conscientious eater. And he wanted to experiment with sugar and see what it did to him. And it's just very in, in, um, interesting and eye-opening as well. And so those two are my favorite documentaries um, that I would highly recommend anybody watching, whether you're feeling great or whether you're feeling lousy, but I will say 
that I think that even just these two documentaries will start clicking in your mind. Whoa, maybe that's why my gut hurts all the time or my muscles seem um, tense and I have headaches and whatever it is, or I'm sick all the time. Like these two films, I think will really, really get you to think about what is good food? Why do I need good food? And what are these bad foods doing to me? Because I think we're very quick to go get medicine, which obviously is very important to have medicine. But I, for myself and my family, um, if, if we're starting to feel lousy, I, I usually start with, okay, what have we been eating? I think about that with myself. I know what I'm eating because I'm the one eating it. And so I can usually be like, yep, I'm feeling like my neck on my right side. I talked about this last podcast. Um, my right side of my face and neck really start to bother me when I've been eating more sugar or um, lousy food that's not really food. Um, and Ty, he starts getting a runny nose. He starts fighting. Heck, there's a lymph node behind his left ear that swells up when he's fighting something. So I can usually be like, okay, his lymph node is up. What's he been eating? I can always generally trace it back to food. Um, and then very quickly when I, when I start really being conscientious of the food we're eating, if we're starting to feel junky very quickly, we start to feel a lot better. And so food, 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 people, good food, good nutrients. You're feeding your bodies to help you manage, you know, be able to live well through the days be able to think well, be able to operate, be able to sleep well. I, I would just highly, highly recommend you evaluate your diet and watch those two documentaries. They're a good hour or an hour and a half long. Um, so you're going to want to sit down for a chunk of time to watch it. Um, and Oh, they're so good. And then there's so many other documentaries you can research too, but I just wanted to give those two right now because those are my favorites and those were hugely eye-opening. Um, yeah, I can't say enough about how good they are. Um, so having said all that, I always promise a recipe and my recipe today is to make homemade chicken broth. Why would I recommend homemade chicken broth? Because you know what's in it because you're making it. Um, how I make my homemade chicken broth is I, like for instance, yesterday I cooked up one of our chickens that we had butchered this last winter, this last winter, this last summer. I had cooked it up all day for Jason's green chili enchiladas for his birthday supper, which were really good. I've never made them before. Um, and so after I took all the meat off of the bones, I left the carcass in there. I used the drippings from it cooking for the enchiladas. Um, and if you're not going to use the drippings, why wouldn't you? But if you're not, just pour them off and um, leave the carcass in the crock pot and fill the crock pot up with water to the top. And you can add more seasonings. Like when the chicken was cooking, I had sea salt, pepper, and onion powder in there. So that's just what I kept. I didn't add anything else when I just kept the carcass in there. But you can also add vegetables. You can add um, carrots, onions, celery, other herbs, other spices, whatever you want to add to it. Um, 
and then cook it on low for a good eight hours. I just left mine on low all night. And then this morning when I woke up, I just clicked it to keep warm. And then after it cooled down just a little bit and the kids are off to school, then I filtered it through a small little um, filter thing um, with a funnel so that it, it wasn't dripping all over the place. And I get three large jars filled up with that. And I freeze mine. I do not can mine. I'm not comfortable with canning. I don't have a canner. Um, and so when the jars are cooled down, then I'll put the lids on, label it and throw those in the freezer. And, um, and you can also, if you know, you're going to need chicken broth that week, just keep a jar or two in your fridge. Um, for a, for the week, I wouldn't go longer than that, but I freeze mine and then I try to pull it out in time to thaw it out so that I can use it in recipes later on. Um, that's the only downside of freezing is you have to remember to thaw it out. Um, if you don't, what I do is I just fill up a um, bowl, a big bowl of hot water and then put the jar in there and then it gets it thawed enough so I can get it out and then it, the it can cook the rest of the way in the pot. So homemade chicken broth, you can find that recipe with a picture of it on my blog, happenings at the Um, Super good for you. You know, you always, when you're sick or somebody in your family's sick, you always go get chicken noodle soup, make homemade chicken noodle soup, make homemade chicken broth. Um, it's so good for you. Um, boosts the immune system. Yeah, it's just really good. So, um, I use it to make soups. I use it in my enchiladas. I use it in, um, when I cook up lentils, sometimes I use, um, chicken broth instead of water. I've used it instead of water. When I make rice, I use chicken broth. It tastes so delicious. Um, yeah, you can use it in a lot of stuff. Use it in your potatoes when you're mashing potatoes. Um, just sneak that chicken broth into as many foods as you can. It's so good for you. It's so easy to make. Go out and buy yourself a frozen chicken or even one of those roaster chickens at the grocery store and just debone it and use the carcass and make yourself some homemade chicken broth and check out those movies, those documentaries, that sugar film. And then the other one I believe is called Super Size Me. You will be fascinated and you will learn a lot. So happy rest of your week embracing good food. Um, on Tuesday's podcast, I encourage you to just cut out, um, I think I encourage you to cut out high fructose corn syrup, check your labels, people check your labels. High fructose corn syrup is in nearly everything on the shelf. So check it out. Try to buy products without high fructose corn syrup. Your body will thank you. You'll be happy with it and your family will be much happier.